This show is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I was looking over our show schedule for 2016, and we haven't done an episode labeled Shop Talk since the summer of 2015. And then the one before that was 2014, so it was time. And maybe after last week, I think that I don't want to be an egomaniac, but you have to be one to do radio that perhaps we were better guests or will be better guests than Grant Cameron. He kind of sort of disappointed me and you've heard my reasons last week as I was raising objections or concerns about what he said. And if you listen to After the Powercast, our premium podcast that comes with a Powercast Plus, well, I spent, what, five or ten minutes (laughs) disassembling what he said. I should tell you that this is the second take of the first part of this episode, because as soon as I asked Chris to speak, we heard all this horrible white noise on the line. Be thankful you didn't hear it. It assaults your ears. Chris? <laughs> there were a couple of people that said, we were surprised that Chris didn't jump in there and start you know, carving him a new one. Well, you don't have guests on a show. Uh, <laughs> well, let's put it this way. It's hard to get guests on a show if both hosts are beating up on the uh on the guest uh, constantly. And I, I felt, Gene, you were doing a good job disassembling his arguments. And there was no need for me to pile on and, and make him uncomfortable. Uh, you know, we're trying to keep this as civil as possible, unless, you know, it's obvious that the guest really doesn't deserve the civility. But, you know, I, I really appreciate the, the work that Grant does. I think he's overly enthusiastic. I think he tends to um, gloss over things i think he he kind of has a um, pair of rose-colored glasses on whatever the uh the cliche is and and you know anybody that can accept anything that paul hellyer has to say about this particular subject uh at face value uh to me is is highly suspect and you know i was really going to launch into a paul hellyer thing but um i it just you know what's the point i mean the guy is who he is he believes what he believes and, um, you know, he's carved a, a nice little niche out for himself in the field. And, you know, he likes to be uh, to be Mr. You know, presidential UFO expert. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> yes. And I also saw an item posted in our forums that he also supports Stan Romanek. But the key is here, because somebody has wacky viewpoints, doesn't make them a bad person. And even then, you can't agree 100% with everyone. And we all hold viewpoints that may, in some respects, be wacky to other people. I mean, just talking favorably about UFOs is wacky to some people. So the point is here, I don't hate Grant Cameron at all. I talked about what he had to say, not about who he is. Because I've seen no evidence he isn't anything but a good person. And I'll assume that. And I'll assume that if I see him anywhere at a UFO convention or something, I'll shake his hand 
take him out for a Diet Coke or something because I don't drink beer or buy him a beer if that's what he wants. I think it's possible to get along and still disagree with people. Now, I realize that a prior co-host of the Paracast was more into demonizing people than we are. But I think we get the point across. And that's all that counts. Well, you're not going to keep much of an audience um, that's actually open-minded and, you know, has tendencies towards, uh, you know, solutions as opposed to exacerbating the problem. Um, You're not going to keep that kind of an audience uh, very long if you're constantly bashing your guests. I mean, you know, it, it, it's just not the way I am. Um, I don't suffer fools gladly as you don't Gene. And, and I, I do appreciate, you know, the quality of work that many of our guests bring to the table. And um, I'm not going to be constantly looking for every little chink in the armor to start drilling down on, on possible fuzzy logic or whatever. Um, if, if it's not warranted, I, if it's warranted, sure, you know, I, I I do suspend my disbelief to a certain extent on, on the show, but, you know, to keep it entertaining. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you got to um, you got to call the BS when you see it. So and that's what we attempt to do here. And I think we do a good job. And once again, this is not worldwide wrestling. OK, it's not Howard Stern. I'm not Howard Stern. Although I think the former co-host, who was a great person, a really talented person, I think tried to be a little bit like that. And we ran into some interesting guests who deserved it. You know, there are a few people we've had on the show, as many of you know, who deserved a more sustained treatment, such as the guy who hung up in 30 minutes or something like that, because we talked facts to him. We didn't scream. We didn't yell. We talked about facts. So there we go. If you didn't hear my takedown or my disassembling of some of the things that Grant Cameron was talking about, go listen to After the Paracast. To be able to do that, you've got to be a member of the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. We give you a commercial-free version of this show, better quality audio. We give you After the Paracast, other goodies, plus.theparacast.com. Check it out. Now, we have some fascinating guests coming up in the near future and next week we're going to talk about monsters but these are not monsters running for president of the u.s although some people might disagree with that it's a book called monsters among us an exploration of otherworldly bigfoots wolfmen portals phantoms and odd phenomena that's from linda godfrey and she's always a lot of fun to talk to so she'll be here next week Also, Nick Redfern has a new book out about the women in black, and he'll be coming on soon to talk about that. And possibly in the next month or two, we may even hear from Jim Mars. We came close to scheduling him, but he's finishing a book, and I think he wants to do the book first. That's how you go. So we've got a lot of fascinating things to talk about, and we will continue this. But speaking of the political connection, let me just say one thing about that. I'm not going to talk extensively about politics. I realize that freaks people. Although as soon as you talk about presidential UFOs and disclosure, what is it if not politics? But somebody sent a letter on Facebook, posted a message saying they would not subscribe to the Paracast Plus because I put down Donald Trump. So let's be equal opportunity offenders here. Chris, do you think it would be better if I called him, ooh, I don't know, Lion Trump and Crooked Hillary 
or lying Hillary and crooked Trump? Is that an equal opportunity offender? Um, yeah, uh, you know, that, that kind of sounds uh, balanced and uh, fair. I mean, let's get real. The guy is a narcissistic egomaniac. But other than that, uh, yeah, he's presidential material. Well, they're telling us now that he's going to moderate for the public <laughs> at large. He will moderate <laughs> any day now. You know, it's like he reads a speech. I'm not going to comment about the accuracy or lack thereof. Oh, maybe I will. But he gives a speech from a teleprompter. Now, of course, he used to say, I don't give speeches from teleprompter like Barack Obama. But he gave a couple of speeches on the teleprompter. Then he deviates from the teleprompter when he does a live political rally, and he's back to the old guy again. So I don't know there. <laughs> yeah, old dog, uh, new tricks, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it, I almost have this kind of weird fascination uh, of what a Trump pre- presidency would be like. It's almost like, you know, rubbernecking at a, you know, really bad accident on the freeway or something. I mean, this could be, <laughs> this could be a late night comic heaven, a Trump administration, if we survive. I mean, the guy's got the nuclear football at his beck and call. And God forbid, you know, some world leader somewhere should talk about the size of his hands or, you know, take him off somehow. And, you just don't know. I mean, the guy is ultimate power, and we know what ultimate power does. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I read a story a couple of times suggesting that if Trump simply took all the money he got from his father, not just the original million or whatever, but everything after his father died, and put them in normal investments like everybody else, he'd be worth more money now just to sit back and let the investments grow. We got more of this stuff coming on. Or some kind of stuff, because we're talking shop with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury help desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 
2004, and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries. Aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, and abdominal aortic aneurysm. If you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. You may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. This is Dan Pillett. Do you have the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpillett.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Gene and Chris talk shop on the Paracast. And we got a little political there, but let me change that a little bit about the argument that if rich people would simply invest the money in normal channels, the stock market or whatever, and not try to start companies or get their name famous or become people who could say you're fired on TV. They'd make more money. I'll give you one example of that in the UFO field, okay? Jim Mosley. Jim Mosley was a trust fund baby. His mom was the heir to a steamship line fortune. And he made a fair amount of money, I think maybe a couple of million dollars or so. This is 1950s dollars, which has got to be, what, $10, $15 million now? Pretty decent. He's not quite the 1%, maybe the 1.5%. So if Jim simply let the money accrue in the investments and just take what he needed without 
being too extravagant. And Jim was never an extravagant person. Never had a really fancy car or lived in a very expensive place. If he had done that, he would have died with a lot more money than he had. But by trying to invest things in the stock market himself rather than use the built-in investments from the trust fund, buying real estate, he bought a couple of small apartment complexes, you know, like four units and tried to become Jim Mosley, the landlord. Every one of these things failed. If he had just left well enough alone, there would have been more money there and maybe through his life, he could have had a somewhat more lucrative lifestyle. So think about that. This is about the second generation of the rich families. You think sometimes the first generation, these are the people who earn the fortunes, you know, like Joseph Kennedy earned the fortune so his kids could run for president or Congress or something. And of course, the Bush family is very much like that. I don't know much more about it because I had one relative who I think would have become that person to build wealth in the family if he had lived another 10 years. That was my brother Wally. He was on the verge. I think just a few years hence, he would have been worth hundreds of millions of dollars but he just died a few years too soon. So I don't know what that means. Does that mean anything? I don't know. Because we shouldn't say just because somebody is born of a rich family that they're useless. They're not. I don't think Jim Mosley was useless. Maybe his investments didn't really go in the direction that he hoped. Well, the reverse is also true. Just because you're born of a rich family doesn't know that you know what the hell you're doing. As they say, sometimes you should just leave well enough alone And I'd assume you're more than you are. You know, I understand that someone wants an image of self-worth and maybe you don't feel the self-worth if you go around depending on daddy or mommy's trust fund, you know, like a Kardashian or something. You don't want to be that way. You want to carve out your own place in society. And I think that's what the Kennedy family has done traditionally, to use the fact of their wealth to put them in a place where they don't need to earn a lot of money And they could run for political offices and do what they consider are good things, I hope. Does that make sense to anybody? I don't know. As I said, the closest we had in the family to being very wealthy was my brother who died a few years too early. Any rich people in the O'Brien family or in your your birth parents' family? Yes, actually. (laughs) You missed out. Well, I got written out, actually. I was part of the original trust, um, my adoptive parents, but uh, after my uh, mother's very suspicious death and my my father marrying uh, their best friend in less than six months, the, somehow the trust was totally rewritten and my brother and I were written out of it. And um, the O'Briens uh, were worth a lot of money. Shall we say? I just, you know, it's funny you should mention this. I just got a notice from my brother's widow that uh, that my stepmom had died two weeks ago, and uh, that I was being sent some papers about the trust. And I'm wondering why are they sending me trust information if I'm if I've been written out of the trust? I, mm-hmm. I find that very interesting. I might have to retain counsel and find out if there's some little side door I could slip in. (laughs) 
Well, when you get the papers, just take a look first before you hire the lawyer. Right, of course. But the thing is here, did you get along well with your adoptive mother? Yeah, I did. Very well. Maybe she put you in her will. Um, I probably would have known. She died in 96, I think, or 95. I, I, I would have known. Uh, it was in the trust. She, everything was put into a trust. And, uh, of course, my stepsisters have uh, totally disappeared. Um, they disowned you. Huh? They disowned you? It's a long story, Gene, but... Uh, families are families, as also Yeah, it's a long a story. No, nobody disowned me. I think they supported my dad's decision because that meant that there was twice twice as much for them. Did you have a problem with your dad at all? Oh, yeah. He was an abusive uh, MF-er. I remanded myself back into state care at 15. Well, that explains a lot. What about your brother? He was dragged off in handcuffs at 14. <laughs> oh yeah he was dealing acid and um just he was a real cut up had lots of lots of issues lots of emotional problems and you know it's hard to hard to be a little kid and you know being a physically abusive uh foster you know uh, adopted home it's not easy that's all you need it's bad enough of your birth parents are nasty people but being adopted how did you come to be adopted by these people well my parents were like uh, wannabe bonnie and clyde's i mean they were bank robbers and motorcycle riders and my mom designed all her own tattoos in the 50s and she was a meth dealer in her late 60s early 70s i mean she's just a wild woman um, you were much better off then well um you know, my real birth family on my mom's side, at least, I, I know very little about my dad's side, but my real birth family is, um, I think, um, four, four or five generations of Californians, um, hundred, hundreds of relatives on that side. But um, so I don't know. Uh, it probably turned out for the best. Um, I would not be the uh, effervescent personality that I am today, put it that way, if... Um, I hadn't been taken away by by the state and put into, you know, foster foster care. You might so, become a bank robber yourself. Well, I don't know about that. Um, I definitely would have had a much different life. Yeah, I would have had a much different life if I hadn't left home. Of course, it was my sisters that talked me into leaving home. So they may have had ulterior motives, even even as far back as the, uh, you know, when I was a kid, fifteen. These are your stepsisters? Yeah. Okay, so they basically encouraged you to make this momentous decision. Right. But then my older sister um, took me in when, uh, you know, my first um, couple years of college. So I lived with with her and my brother-in-law in New York City uh, when I was starting out in college. Sounds like a good outcome. We've got Gene and Chris shop-talking away. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. The investment world isn't fair. A precious metals trader buys gold and silver at spot price. You pay his price plus fees, costs, and shipping. But today, you don't. Today, JM Bullion offers a 10-ounce bar of pure silver at spot price. No fees, no markups, no shipping. Invest in something real, not Wall Street paper. 10 ounces of silver at spot price. Visit realpricesilver.com for this limited-time offer. One per household, 50 United States only. realpricesilver.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is a warning to all household pests, to all cockroaches, spiders, ants, rodents, and other pests. If you've just made yourself at home in someone else's home, you'd better hope the owners never hear about Terminix. Because Terminix has the know-how and the means to do whatever it takes to remove you from that home. Terminix has over 85 years of experience exterminating invaders like you. And right now, they're making it easier than ever for homes to be protected by offering a free pest estimate to every caller at 1-800-676-1468. Cockroaches, spiders, ants, rodents, and other pests. This is your eviction notice. With one call, Terminix will remove you from the home you've invaded. If you think you can simply come back later, think again. Terminix will protect that home with a 100% satisfaction money-back guarantee so you can never return. Warning, homeowners are calling Terminix right now for a free pest estimate at 1-800-676-1468. 1-800-676-1468. Limitations apply. See plan for details. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week.
You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Hi, this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So there you go. Chris has a certainly an interesting background, probably make a biography somewhere. My background was much, much more conventional. I had a traditional Jewish family. My father was Ralph Cramden, in a sense. He was a bus driver, although he later on, because he was a bright guy, he took various tests and became an executive in the New York City transit system. My mother stayed at home most of the time, but as we got older, she decided to go outside the home, and she had experiences of receptionist and typist and clerical work. In fact, that's how I learned how to type, by the way. My mother was a typist, and I said, how do I do that? And she said, this way. And then she got me a typewriter. And I don't know what that meant, but somehow it took me to all these highways and byways. But as I said, fairly conventional upbringing from a traditional middle-class Jewish family in Brooklyn, New York, growing up in the 50s and 60s. At the age of 21, I left home. I said, I will leave at 21. And I did, and I got a job in radio like a week thereafter. And here I am. What does that mean? I have no idea. Well, life marches on, dude. Well, yeah, at my age, it doesn't march on for very much longer, but there we are. I got a letter the other day, Chris, to move into other subjects in our life histories and bore people to death. Got a letter the other day remarking on your greater acceptance of the possibility that cattle mutilations might have an E.T., origin, as if this is a big change. But you never dismissed the idea of something strange and unusual about them, did you? No. You know, again, I, um, as I've said so many times on the show and in my books and everything, that uh, I really attempt to be open-minded and objective and, and allow myself to be pulled in the direction that the data or the evidence is suggesting. And, you know, the more I mull the whole subject over, and, and the UFO subject, uh, crypto, um, zoology, all these subjects together, you know, I get, I get pulled one way or another way slightly. Um, not much. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty set in stone, I think in most of my opinions and, and conclusions. Um, but you know, it's the evidence, it's a data that helps me move in a particular direction or draw particular conclusions. I, you know, I've, I've never said it was anything else. You know, somebody pointed out that, um, Helicopters are extremely uh, well-maintained, and it's pretty rare for helicopters to actually crash. And so I think um, someone came up with a nice figure. I think a helicopter crashes every 11 years or something, um, or the odds are that a helicopter will crash um, every 11 years. You know, I need to do a little bit more, I think, um, data mining to come up with a little bit more, I think, of a, well, I don't know how to put this, but if no helicopters ever crashed that we know of during some sort of cattle mutilation operation, going with the hypothetical that uh, the government is somehow involved in at least a sizable percentage of these cases, which I, I still do firmly believe. Yeah, but maybe the government is using more perfect helicopters. Or we don't hear about it, that's all. 
Well, again, you know, it's it's a combination of two things. First of all, it's very clandestine. It's it's very slick. It's very well organized, very well funded, obviously, if if it's real, if this kind of program is real, or programs, I, I should say in the plural. But perhaps there have been crashes. Perhaps there have been mechanical failures. But because of the nature of the particular case, it was done out of sight and um, out of view of the ranching house or any sort of witnesses. And they were able to um, go to some sort of go-to plan uh, effectively. And thus, you know, no harm, no foul. Uh, Nobody saw it. It didn't happen. So if a helicopter crashes in a remote pasture in America and nobody is there to see it or hear it, does it actually crash? (laughs) However... You know, there are other elements, and it would take pretty much a a sizable portion of an entire show to really go into this in depth. But there are other aspects of the phenomenon that that are real head-scratchers and uh, very, very difficult to explain with a just straight-out terrestrial um, agent being being involved. I've always suspected that there is some sort of preternatural or supernatural predator or paranormal aspect to the core of the cattle uh, mystery, and and I think the UFO mystery as well. But uh, whether you can't use that particular intuitive hit about a small percentage of cases as a big, broad brush to then attempt to explain all the other cases with that particular explanation. It doesn't wash. There's too many, way too many cases that seem, you know, mundane in nature, high strange in the fact that the animal is is killed and disfigured. But the subsequent activity that occurs uh, at the site um, could be very easily explained by humans. So, you know, I think Again, as I've always said, I think there's multiple groups with multiple agendas, piggybacking their agendas on other agendas, actually doing red herring cases to possibly even implicate other agendas uh, or at the very least throw investigators and law enforcement off off track. So I am attempting to be as open-minded as possible. And if I've been drawn back towards a possible ET scenario by one degree, I think that's an indication that I'm open-minded and I'm not set in stone. So people should be applauding that, not questioning it. (laughs) The issue is more not that you have any particular point of view or you gravitate towards one or the other. It is that you're not saying this is the final answer, this is it, I'll go across on lecture tours and tell you how I discovered the truth. Because if he did, Chris would be rolling in money now. I mean, I used to do lectures in the early days when Jim Mosley, who was doing lectures, he took over for Major Kehoe, believe it or not. And he handed me the occasional assignment. When I was going around the country doing lectures, I didn't do, I think, as well as I could have done. And the reason I didn't is because I was not willing to lie and say, yeah, well, we have proof it's spaceships, we have proof it's time travelers, we have proof whatever. I wouldn't do that. I just would give the most compelling sightings and say we need to investigate it, kind of a really, really conservative point of view. But they didn't want that. They wanted the Reader's Digest answer. Is E.T. here? They needed that, and therefore I'm not doing that kind of lecture. They wanted to talk about cosmic water gates, like, of course, Stanton Friedman does. Not that Stanton Friedman isn't a serious guy, a scientist, well-educated And he believes what he says. He thinks his evidence is compelling. I'm not saying that. Although maybe as he gets older, he relies more on 
what worked for him rather than rethinking what he believes. You see where I'm getting at? I'm telling you why I can't be a successful lecturer. But Chris couldn't either for the same reason. He does a great show, a great presentation, but he's not going to come out and say, here's the evidence, that's it. Not going to do that. Just to let you know here, we communicate with Skype for these radio shows, like lots of people do. Earlier in the show, we had the white noise that you don't hear. This time, Chris was trying to talk and nobody could hear him. It's nothing personal. I want to tell you that. Anyway. Anyway, moving right along. Um, when I lecture, I don't, I, I, I don't get up there and say, you know, I figured it out. You know, I'm, my opinion is omnipotent. If anybody who doesn't believe what I say, um, not only are they wrong, but they're, you know, part of the problem. They're at best uh, muddying the waters, quote unquote. At worst, they're some sort of CIA operative who's uh, a disinformation agent. Um, I've been accused online of of being both, <laughs> which I, I find extremely amusing. Um, there's a video uh, interview I did with Anthony uh, Della Florio. Well, I was at the Norio Hayakawa in uh, 2009 uh, Dulce um, get-together for the locals. And, um, I mean, it's it's got, I don't know, 20-something thousand views. And just reading through some of the comments uh, at one point a few years ago. <laughs> We're going to talk about those comments and more in our next segment with Gene and Chris. You're in Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children. Stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. By now, you know that wireless technology like cell phones do, in fact, pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality, American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, 
Get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. The investment world isn't fair. A precious metals trader buys gold and silver at spot price. You pay his price plus fees, costs, and shipping. But today, you don't. Today, JM Bullion offers a 10-ounce bar of pure silver at spot price. No fees, no markups, no shipping. Invest in something real, not Wall Street paper. 10 ounces of silver at spot price. Visit realpricesilver.com for this limited-time offer. One per household, 50 United States only. realpricesilver.com Dangerous blood clot device alert. If you or a loved one had an IVC filter placed to prevent blood clots from traveling to your heart or lungs and suffered an injury, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA warns that IVC filters may cause serious complications, such as heart or lung damage, internal bleeding, and even death. These dangerous blood clot devices can break and the metal fragments can travel to your heart or lungs causing serious injuries. If you or a loved one suffered organ damage or other injuries from an IVC filter, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. 800-478-1507. This is an advertisement. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. InjuryHelpDesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm Jesse Gonzalez, Vice President of Kmart. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States? Or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me in Kmart for the March for Babies Walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the marginalized fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at MarchForBabies.org. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. All right, tell us about the comments as we do Shop Talk with Gene and Chris. Well, this was a video done on, on the Dulce, the myth of Dulce, as, as I would like to refer to it. And uh, somebody said, oh, look at his eyes. They're, they're, they're like going into vertical pupils. He's a, he's a reptilian uh, to, oh, he's a, you know, an ass wipe wannabe disinformation agent. I, I just couldn't believe some of the ill-informed, ill-informed commentary that was on there. And, and that's what you get with the web. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is. There's going to be some a-hole with an attitude and, a, and a, an opinion that's going to tear down anything that uh, is posted. Of course, I had far, far more people jumping, jumping to my defense. But um, still, it just, you know, it gives you an indication that if you don't conform to people's pre, you know, resolved beliefs or predetermined um what would the word be, Gene? Uh, it's almost like people want things to be true or not true. They they have this inner desire, some compulsion that 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 drives their opinion or their their perspective into a particular direction. And 
I think within the realm of the paranormal, UFOs, uh, the mutes, uh, crypto stuff, ghosts, people have this overriding desire to believe and, and for it all to be true. And the more educated you are, the more you pull back from that particular drive or that particular want to believe agenda, if you will, for lack of a better way of putting it. Um, so the more you educate yourself, the more you're up to speed, um, the more skeptical you become. And, and that's, that, to me, is a good thing. It's the people that don't do the work, that only watch TV, that don't listen to objective researchers, objective uh, sources. They're the ones that live in a, what's it called, when you live in an echo chamber or you just blank out everything around you except the information or the, I don't know, the sources that, that tend to uh, support whatever intuitive sense you have about something. When I was it walking- is sometimes also referred to as a bubble. You're sitting right. there in this universe, yeah. and this is part of what certain cable TV news networks are about, where they exist to reinforce your belief because they sell spots, they get advertising, they get a big audience. They are there to reinforce your beliefs and things, not to challenge those beliefs, and therefore you're never exposed to something. Right, exactly. And I think... I've been involved in these um, subject matters uh, for, you know, a couple of decades, uh, more, almost three decades, in terms of actually being an active uh, presence. I've been interested for 50 years uh, plus. But since I've been involved, I think, in the last 25 years or so, um, it's been really apparent to me that you can't battle against people's desire for something to be so or be true. It doesn't matter how much you argue. It doesn't matter how much uh, evidence that you present. If a person is in that bubble, is, is you know, harangued by the echo chamber, um, there's just nothing you can do. I mean, it's almost like, uh, you know, <laughs> a, a pandemic. I mean, you, you look at a, someone suffering from some disease and they're, they're, they're past the point of saving. And uh, and so I really don't waste time uh, in conversations uh, with people whose minds obviously have been made up uh, for a long time. And there's just no way in hell. There's no possibility of changing that mind. And that's why sometimes on the forum, uh, the Paracast forum, I see this, where people that are so entrenched in their views and, and opinions – you know, go through the exercise time and time again, whether it's climate change, whether it's uh, uh, the ET hypothesis, whether it's, um, you know, any number of subjects that, that appear to be fairly contentious uh, or are contentious. It, it, both sides are so entrenched. It's almost like uh, trench warfare in World War One. The only thing you can do is lob artillery shells and hope they hit something. Um, you're not going to change people's minds uh, in this realm. The only thing that can do that, I think, is is facts. And even though facts aren't going to change everybody's minds, people that are still a little bit open-minded, still a little bit objective, if they see the facts or hear the facts and experience the truth that may be contained within the facts, then there's a possibility that you might nudge them one way or another. Um, so, you know, getting back to your whole comment about me lecturing, 
I go out there and lecture. I, I, I've been told so many times that, that I blew people's minds just with facts, not facts that, that are followed up by me saying, and because of that, this must be so. I really stay away from that kind of pontificating. I allow the facts to um, lead people in the direction that um, the facts will lead them. And um, everybody's different, so the facts could lead you in, you know, in nuanced ways, not not in in always concrete ways. Although in some sense, it's kind of hard to argue with uh, with the reality. And uh, but I'm not true believer enough for the true believers, and I'm not skeptical enough for the skeptics. So, you know, most of the time I sit at home, not invited, eating worms. Don't want to go into the worms because that's kind of grisly. I don't like grisly food. But I know some people actually like grisly food, like chocolate-covered insects from Atlanta. I used to always wonder if Alan Greenfield, who was born around Atlanta, ate one of those dishes. I think he told me at one time, but I don't want to think about it. I don't know where we started with this. But the point here is that... There are a lot of people who have different points of view. The majority opinion in the UFO field is spaceships. We're seeing more and more evidence of possible life-bearing planets external to our solar system, therefore being exosolar planets. In fact, there was a discovery of a dwarf star. That's so cool, it has water. Water is everywhere. Water is on Pluto. Water is on the moons of Jupiter. Water is on a dwarf star. Doesn't that pretty much say for sure... There's lots and lots of life in the universe. Well, it sure, um, it sure is highly suggestive. Uh, I hadn't heard that. That's an interesting fact. Water on a dwarf planet. Hmm. A dwarf star, sir. Dwarf star? How could a star have water? Astronomers find evidence of water clouds in first spectrum of coldest brown dwarf. A brown dwarf star is one that is very old and the intensity of the light that it emits is very low. It's 7.2 light years from Earth. It is the coldest known object outside of our solar system and is just barely visible at infrared wavelengths with the largest ground-based telescopes. But they can see it, not from a space-based telescope, but one on our own planet. It's called WISE, W-I-S-E, 0855. It's real, man. Wow. That is, that's pretty intriguing. Oh, the powers of, one, the wonderful powers of diagnostic science. Uh, it's, uh, it's not the end all to be all. I, you know, I think the whole um, pontification of science uh, is wrong. I think science every few years, it has to admit it's wrong because they come up with more amazing facts that, uh, Prove that they're not fallible. You mean the Earth isn't flat? No. (laughs) Please, you know, there are people out there who have a flat Earth society. I think it's just a joke, of course. But you see, flat Earth is basically denying science. That's another argument we make in the political realm, where a certain political party denies science. Now, science can be wrong. Science can change, and sometimes it's slow to admit when it's wrong and slow to change. But to deny science 
is absurd. You ask him a question like, for example, about climate change. Well, I'm not a scientist, so I can't respond. All right. So what about do babies that are aborted feel pain? I'm not a scientist. (laughs) You get my point here. I mean, at the end of the day, we're doing the best we can. And when we discuss all these subjects on the Paracast, we are exploring the frontiers of science. That which science has damned, as Charles Fort once said. We're proto-scientists. Proto-scientists. All right. All right. I'll call it that. I don't claim to be a scientist. I'm a talk show host, folks. We're talking shop this week with Gene Steinberg, with Chris O'Brien. That means you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Worried about lead, fluoride, and other contaminants in your drinking water? Get a ProPure with the Pro1G 2.0 cleanable reusable filter and remove up to 200 contaminants. Drink water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure products, including the new ProMax shower filter. There's a ProPure for you. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer for details or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. As we were talking, my mind wandered to the appearance a few months back of Whitley Strieber. Now, you know, Whitley Strieber's most recent book is called Alien Hunter. Not the one on abductions, but his recent fiction book, Alien Hunter. And there's a TV series based on that book called Hunters. Just finished its first season on sci-fi. 
Did you get a chance to see it, Chris? I don't have broadcast television. Well, you can basically subscribe to Sling TV, which is streaming, and catch it that way or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really into you know most of these kind of serial shows. Um, you know, I, I watched Boardwalk Empire. I thought that was fairly well done. Of course, I was a big Breaking Bad fan. I've seen, I think, the first three or four seasons of Game of Thrones. But for the most part, no, nah, I don't really watch all that stuff. I've never seen a single CSI, never saw a single Cosby show, uh, never saw you know, all those really super popular shows. I did have a friend who loved to watch Great uh, Big Bang Theory, which I, I've seen a few episodes of that and think it's really well done and funny. But you know, I have too many books to read, too many uh, other things to do. I don't know. I like broadcast TV. I think some of the shows are really well done. I, of course, try to get the cheapest plan possible because they just charge you too much. That's the big problem. And why people cut the cable cord is because you pay for a service and to watch 10 stations, you have to get 300. 300 channels and nothing to watch. Anyway, Hunters, I did get to see it. And the basic focus of the story is around the disappearance of a decorated Philadelphia cop's wife when he discovers an organization who hunts down alien terrorists. It's like some kind of federal agency that is involved in this. The show is very grisly. These are lizard-like creatures that grow skin, human skin. And you think of that like V. Remember V? Did you ever see V? Where I did. These- I caught that on Hulu, I think, and I did watch the entire series. Plus, I remember a few episodes from the uh, 80s, I think, from the original version of it. Right. There were a couple of versions. There was a newer version that I thought was kind of well done, but then the plotting got so incoherent, which is what happens with a series. You get some great ideas, and suddenly, well, you got the great idea. They cannot sustain it. After yeah. the first year. Well, what was her name? Marina, uh, Marina Baccarin or something? Marina she's, Baccarin, yes. She's pretty hot. Very attractive lady. Her daughter was played by Laura Vandevoort. Remember her also? She played on the Smallville TV series as Supergirl before the current Supergirl. And she was on a series involving the only female werewolf in the world in a show called Bitten, which was on for two seasons before being canceled. And then more recently, she played this brainiac villain on Supergirl, which is like a computerized being with blue skin, kind of like the blue skin in X-Men, okay? Remember the lady with the blue skin? You're frightening me, Gene. You know way too much about all this stuff. It's useless knowledge, though. As much as I enjoy television and sci-fi films, I suppose it is useless knowledge. In any case, just to evaluate... The show, loosely based on a novel from Whitley Strieber. I thought it was okay, a little grisly at times. Didn't make a whole lot of sense, which is true with a lot of these shows. We're really not sure why the aliens are here, and they seem to have different factions, and they seem to want to leave this planet, but it is shown when they want to leave this planet, they'll use a craft that could set off a nuclear explosion and destroy a whole continent or something. I mean... Does that make sense to you? I thought Alien Hunters was uh, was Daryl Sims, Mike Barra, um, 
Maureen Ellsbury and uh, what's his name, John Ronson or somebody from England, running around making fools of themselves. Wasn't that Alien Hunters? I don't recall, but there is an Alien Hunters book that is science fiction. From what it only it only lasted about six episodes. I think it was so bad they couldn't even get a full season out of it. Well, there you go. Let me look at the reception to the show, okay? The show has been universally panned by critics. Brian Lowry from Variety called the pilot utterly generic, conceptually cynical, and instantly forgettable. Hunters had a zero rating by critics and 55% by audience on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's pretty bad. That is bad. I mean, getting a zero by critics. I mean, you know, sometimes a movie really panned is like 25 or 30%. Zero. Yeah, that's that's real bad. I mean, and then also the fact that only a small majority of the audience likes it. I don't think we're going to see a second season. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah, oh, okay. I just answered my own question. Sci-Fi announced Hunter's cancellation on July 8th before the final and 13th episode was aired. So they're basically saying, sorry, folks, you're never going to see any more of these episodes. It's gone. Sorry, Whitley. I wonder, though, when someone like that sells Oh, that rights, was the Whitley show. That was the Whitley show. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> And it was produced by several people, including Gail Ann Hurd, who you might remember. Uh, yeah, it rings a bell. Right. She has done a lot of interesting shows, the most recent of which is The Walking Dead. Ah, no wonder. She's responsible for The Walking Dead, but she also wrote one of the writers on the original Terminator. Oh. And on several of the other Terminator movies. Not okay. Terminator 2, which was the best one, but the original one. Okay. And she was married to James Cameron for four years. Which is, I guess, why she wrote The Terminator. Why do I bring this up? I just, you know, all because this started you can't from- help but, but talking about fantasy, dude. You're, you live in a fantasy world, but that's okay. You know, to each their own. Well, I started by thinking about Whitley Strieber and this. No, you need a life. You, you, you live your life vicariously through your television. And that's okay. But whatever works, dude. Well, it's true. It's true. But, you know, I had some more money. I travel more. I am a hermit. But my middle name is not Herman. I hate to, hate to point out the obvious here, but, uh, you know, a life is a good thing to have. And uh, sometimes we need to work a little extra hard to make sure that we have one. Oh, we try. We try. You know, if I ever get past some of the current tribulations, I am sure I'm going to try to live a life out there. In the meantime, I live a life in front of a microphone. Yeah. Is, that, is that reality? Well, it's your reality. I'm not sure if it's a reality, but it's definitely your reality. Um you know, me personally, I've got so much going on that that it's difficult for me to 
focus half the time when we do have these shows because I'm, my mind is elsewhere. Especially when I'm, I'm, you know, <laughs> doing a show like this where I got to talk a lot. Yeah, I guess you like to listen. You prefer to listen. Yeah, I prefer to listen and learn as opposed to hear myself talk and pontificate. I'm just really, you know, the older I get, the less uh, enthusiastic I get about hearing the sound of my own voice. Well, remember also, your voice never sounds to yourself the way it does to other people. So you might hate the way you sound, but other people find it presentable and pleasant, or vice versa. You may think you have the greatest voice on the planet. Other people listen to it and they go, ah! Gene, I've been in audio for 35, 40 years. Yeah, I know that. That's why I said, do you like your own voice? Do you tolerate it? I have no opinion. It's just a product. It's changed since I stopped smoking. Um, Maybe a tad. I think less rough. Before we get too rough, we got to do the break. With Gene and Chris, you're in. The Paracast. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect. And most important, it's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury help desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 2004 and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries aortic dissection aortic aneurysm and abdominal aortic aneurysm if you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection aortic aneurysm or abdominal aortic aneurysm you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation act now time is limited to file a claim you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation for a free consultation and free information call injury help desk at 800-823-3851 800-823-3851 Are you retired or facing retirement and you're afraid your income is going to be less than you'd like? I'm Pharmacist Keith, Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and I want to show you a low-cost way to create your own business working around your current schedule, creating extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. 
If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 pain relief hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. As a doctor, I see patients every day who are losing their vision to age-related macular degeneration, also known as AMD. If you have blurry vision or blind spots, they can be symptoms of AMD, and if untreated, could lead to blindness. The good news? AMD can be managed with effective clinically approved treatments that may reverse some vision loss. For free AMD information, contact the Foundation Fighting Blindness at 1-800-BLINDNESS. That's 1-800-BLINDNESS. There is a cure in sight. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Talking shop, folks, focusing on everything from real life to science fiction and somewhere in between. Did you see, by the way, and I'll mention it briefly if you didn't, Facebook, this thread that went up a few days ago that Paula Harris, remember her? Oh, yeah. She'd been on the Paracast a couple of times. I remember we had kind of an argument with her where she was saying that Billy Meyer is, quote, the real deal, and then she tried to deny it on the air, but we had the statement that we kept pushing in her face. Well. Well, she does not like me because I am now the co-host of the Paracast. She, in fact... I've heard that she doesn't like me at all. Well, you know what? I met her once at one of these international UFO conferences. And I guess we sort of got along okay, I guess. Yeah. Sort of, kind of. Well, again, one of those people that have gone off the new age, benevolent space brother, bliss bunny, deep end. Uh, that's just my opinion. Well, the issue here is more involved or more confusing so supposedly she wrote a piece for the front page of the MUFON Journal. Did you hear about this? Oh, God. No. This should be interesting. She submitted a cover article for the June 2016 MUFON Journal, which includes a photo caption, and Kurt Collins, or Sentry in our forms, mentions it, points out that she copied this without credit from another Facebook post. <laughs> And this is the cover of the cover story for the Newfound Journal. I don't know if it was published or not. Uh, and I haven't gotten the Mufon Journal uh, in a while. And men of our journalist, she claims that she's a journalist. Well, that's uh, that's not very journalistic. If worse, she calls herself a UFO photojournalist and investigative reporter. Well, I think an investigative reporter knows something about copyright, something yeah. about saying, "Wait a minute." How about giving us the rights to this photo? Would you want to do that? Maybe the person would. I don't know. 
That's 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 inexcusable and unforgivable. And the case she was writing about, Alejandra Rojas from Open Minds says the following: I have spoken to the witnesses in this case. Their biggest concern was getting a paycheck. Yeah. Uh, Need I go on? Well, why don't you uh, share that on my uh, Facebook page? I'll take a look at it. All right. Yeah, I have it right here. I will share this whole. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I want to. Make some calls up to Boulder and find out what's up with that. All right. I will definitely look at your Facebook. There's your Facebook page. And I will write, check this out. Hear how quiet my keyboard is? And I post the link to the thread. How could I hear how quiet it is? I could only hear how noisy it is. It's not noisy. I have a quiet keyboard. Listen. You hear that? No. You don't hear that? No. I have a quiet keyboard. I have really bad ears, too. Well, that's right. You're a rock and roller. That's the thing. You're a rock and roller. That's why you have bad ears. Uh, I worry about Grayson's ears because he attended a lot of different sessions, a lot of different events from rock and roll stars. Eh? Huh? What? 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 You hear what I said there? You talking to me? Richie Blackmore, 73, blew out my right eardrum. 25, by about 70%, maybe 75% hearing loss as a result. And my left ear is, yeah, maybe if I'm lucky, 75%. You so, see? What? You see, if you go to too many of these. Oh, don't rock start and roll. with Daddy Gene on me already. Why? I'm old enough. I've already to worked daddy. around all this stuff. I can still mix. You know, and and know exactly how the EQ is working. Even though I have no high end left, I can still mix stereo. It, it hasn't inhibited me in any way, shape, or form. In fact, if I lay on my left side, which is my good ear, I can really get to sleep because I have a natural noise filter <laughs> in my right ear, which can't hear very well. So, you know, there's a, a, a golden lining. There's a silver cloud to every, every, you know, possible scenario. I prefer to accentuate the positive, not the negative. Too many rock concerts, folks. And you can't hear? Hear? No, I can't hear any of that. It's not rock concerts. I was a gigging musician, a rock and roll musician. Well, of course. That's years. even worse. Like, you, you, get, you were one of those people. Yeah. Well, I wasn't in front of the PA, and I had very loud guitar players in a couple bands. What can I do? I don't know, earplugs or something? I did. Didn't work. Yeah, sometimes it didn't. Well, they said that the late George Martin, the Beatles producer, in his latter years, his hearing had gone. Well, that's dogs. normal. Your hearing's going to degrade as you get older, so... But in his case, it was listening to the music. Loud, up front. <sighs> yeah, well... The secret to good mixing is not listening to it loud. You reference uh, the mix once you've got it where you think it should be. You reference it on the big mains and then, you know, crank it up and have a listen. But you never mix it a loud volume if you know what you're doing. Now, Bob Ludwig, remember him? Famous record producer. He mastered one or two recordings that my wife did in the 80s. And one of the things he told me at the time was that when he mastered for vinyl, they make an acetate and he was creating the acetate, he'd listen to it on a very cheap $30 record right. player. And the reason is to, number one, make sure it doesn't skip. 
You can't have a, a record that skips. But to see how it sounds on a poor quality system. Like, if it sounds good on a crappy little system, it's going to sound great on a good audio system. Absolutely. That's an important point. Motown recordings were mixed for AM radio. They were so extremely you know. compressed. Yes. But that's true with a lot of music nowadays. I think a lot of music nowadays is very much mixed, very compressed. Yeah, especially all the pop stuff. It's all it's ridiculously compressed, as far as I'm concerned. It's also ridiculous. The music doesn't have a chance to breathe. It doesn't have a you know silence is as important as um, notes, and there is no silence except for some breakdown where then some weird synthesizer. You know, thing comes squawking in. I think they're putting too much in there. But the problem it, it, with and that it's I too see, perfect. it's too perfect. You there have are no to mistakes th- in music anymore. There's no more spontaneity. They've taken all the uh, humanness and the uh, the wonderful uh, analog sense of music. They've taken it out. It, it's the heart and soul of music is being torn out. Popular music is so tits on everything is perfect there's no errors there's no sense of performance it's all computerized perfection which to me is extremely cold extremely boring and uh, doesn't inspire me one one bit at all you see at one time in the old days when you made a recording it was supposed to duplicate the live performance as much as possible so anybody who wanted to would put the record on the turntable and get some approximation of the live experience. I mean, even the early Beatles songs, they did a lot of those things in one or two takes. Come in the afternoon and do a few hit records, sure. Because they could play as a live band. It was really amazing. A lot can't, but we'll get into the but in a moment because we have Gene and Chris doing Shop Talk. You're in the Paracast. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. The investment world isn't fair. A precious metals trader buys gold and silver at spot price. You pay his price plus fees, costs, and shipping. But today, you don't. Today, JM Bullion offers a 10-ounce bar of pure silver at spot price. No fees, no markups, no shipping. Invest in something real, not Wall Street paper. 10 ounces of silver at spot price. Visit realpricesilver.com for this limited time offer. One per household, 50 United States only. realpricesilver.com. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. And this could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. 
people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Today. How to incorporate your business in just 10 minutes so you won't lose everything if you get sued. Step 1. Stop putting it off. If you're not incorporated and someone sues your business tomorrow, it's not just your business at risk. You can lose everything. Your home, your car, even your life savings. Step 2. Call the following number for a free 10-minute incorporation guide from Incorporate.com. 1-800-941-5257. They don't provide legal or financial advice. They just make incorporating quick and easy. So you can incorporate or form an LLC in just 10 minutes. That number again is 1-800-941-5257. Step 3. Congratulate yourself. By taking just 10 minutes to incorporate your business or form an LLC, you protected your home, your car, and your life savings. And that is how you incorporate your business in just 10 minutes. But hurry while they're still giving away these 10-minute incorporation guides for free. Call 1-800-941-5257. That's 1-800-941-5257. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Okay, let me tell you first about the other radio show we do called After the Paracast. It is an extension of this show. It could be color commentary. It could be other interviews. Sometimes we get into things totally removed from anything we talk about on the Paracast proper. And the way for you to hear that show is to join the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. You get the commercial-free version of this show, too. We take out 41 minutes of network ads, better quality audio. We also give you classic episodes and show transcripts and more, plus.theparacast.com. So in the early days, you do a recording, and it was as close to a live performance as possible. But artists like the Beatles decided to create in the recording studio and do things in the recording studio that have no counterpart 
in the real world. And nowadays in concerts, you know, they have these expensive mixing consoles and they have like an audio engineer in the back room mixing the concert to sound somewhat like the record, which means it's not always a live performance. It's a mixture of pre-recorded stuff, live stuff. I hear sometimes that certain artists do not even sing live that much. They want to be letter perfect, especially if they're dancing a lot. So they play the recording. What's your opinion of that, Chris? Well, you know, again, if you're some fly girl group or Madonna or whomever, you are expending a lot of energy, especially if you're in your 50s, you know, boogieing around the stage and all that. So, you know, whatever works, people, they don't care. They're there for the experience, really. Of course, I remember back in the 70s, ELO, because they didn't have the sequencing technology that they do now, would rely on tapes uh, to do certain keyboard parts because it just wasn't, what's his name? Uh, the keyboard player wasn't able to to pull the parts um, off because he didn't have that many hands. So they would roll tapes and they actually got sued, I think, by some venue in Minnesota, if memory serves me correct, and they got sued for putting on a fraudulent performance. <laughs> by the way, Nowadays, the keyboard player originally was Richard Tandy. No, he's still yeah, you know, he's still the keyboard player, um, Richard Tandy, and uh, because he couldn't, he, he just wasn't physically able to do all the parts. They actually helped him out with some tapes, and I, I just think that's hysterical because now, I mean, you have entire shows practically that are taped, and they're just you know doing a Milli Vanilli uh, lip syncing act, and uh, it's, I mean, I I never not once ever went there. I did have sequences that I used, but they were triggered manually. If the, the tempo of the song was wrong, the sequences uh, came out too fast or too slow, whatever. So, you know, I grew up in the analog days. I love analog synthesis. I love analog recording. I still have a eight track tape recorder, not eight track cassette, but eight track, uh, a quarter inch uh, recorder, which I still occasionally like to use for recording basic tracks. I am now fully immersed in Logic Pro X and and am doing that whole scene as well. But there's nothing like good old analog. I pretty much consider myself a bit of an expert when it comes to picking out the difference between digital and analog. Uh, it's uh, pretty apparent to me. Uh, to me, digital is is now getting to the point. The technology is getting to the point where it's almost vir- virtually ind- indistinguishable. Uh, with a good engineer and some good gear, but I still think I'm still able to pick out what's digital and what's analog. Anybody out out there want to want to challenge me on this? I'll, I'll I'll take you up on it. Well, one of the things, of course, that was interesting about ELO was using live string players, and that reminds me of a band from the '60s called the Left Bank, which did the same thing. Remember the Left Bank? Walk away, Renee. Yeah, the one hit wonders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How could you forget? Don't walk away, Renee. I wonder how much Jeff Lynne and the rest of the people in ELO were influenced by the left bank. Jeff Lynne was influenced by watching John Lennon conduct the orchestra during the Glass Onion session um, at Abbey Road's for the White Album. You know what? He became very friendly with George Harrison. He produced some great albums for George Harrison. He was part of the Traveling Wilburys, and I heard him interviewed. He seemed like a pretty decent guy. Yeah, good guy. Interesting artist. 
Left Bank, New York-based rock band. In 1967, they had Walk Away Renee and Pretty Ballerina. Those were the two hit records that they had. But Walk Away Renee was the real one there. Pretty Ballerina. That's scary. Yeah. The Left Bank, Walk Away Renee. I don't think that was a hit. The left bank imploded not too long after this big hit, doomed by internal squabbles. You see, that's what's interesting and unfortunate with a lot of these rock bands. And you see this if you see the movie That Thing You Do that Tom Hanks directed and starred in. It's about a one-hit wonder band called The Wonders, of course. And that's what happens. They have their hit record. They worked hard for it. And then they're ready to record more music. And the band breaks up, they start squabbling. All the pressures get to them. All the things that built up in the years that they were starving. Suddenly, they're famous, and it just falls apart. They can't sustain it. I think that's one reason why you have the one-hit wonder. Sometimes it is just lucky. Sometimes these bands aren't bands at all. They're just studio bands. They get together in a studio, they come up with something, and then suddenly... They have to go out and tour, like Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. You think there was a Tijuana Brass before Herb Alpert did his first popular recording? No, he had to form one. The Box Tops. Remember that, of course? Well, all those L.A. All, all those LA recordings were done by the Wrecking Crew. I mean, let's get real. Well, the Box Tops, of course, we're talking about... Well, that's Alex Chilton, actually. Yeah, You're yeah Alex Memphis. Chilton was like 17 years old or 18 no, years old. No, he was old. 16, but who's counting? All right, he was 16. He was a teenager when he did The Letter. But they didn't have a band. It was a backup band. And of course, when they went on tour, they had to do that. Later on, he was kind of like a folk singer or something, wasn't he, Alex Chilton? No, no. Alex Chilton, he started Big Star, one of the best bands that never made it out of the early 70s. They were excellent. And then he went on to, uh, God, he had a whole punk career as a punk rocker, um, as a folky, uh, as a torch singer. I know the folk aspect, but he did a lot of things and he had kind of an interesting career, but never really made it big other than the box tops, as I recall. No, never did. And he lived, what, to his 50s or something? He died, what, about three or four years ago, I think. Almost 60. I just wonder, though, who's more known for the letter? Probably Joe Cocker. Mm. You're, we're showing our years here, dude. Alex Chilton died in New Orleans in 2010. He was born in 1950. That would mean that he was 60 when he died, just shy of his 60th birthday. Right. My, my William, age. William Alexander Alex Chilton. Well, him and Chris Bell wrote some great songs on those first two, uh, well, especially the first Big Star album, and then Chilton kind of wrote more, more of the material on the second and third albums. But those are really influential albums. Um, they were kind of like R.E.M. before R.E.M., uh, The Replacements before The Replacements. Um, really good stuff. And we're talking, you know, 71, 72, I think, when they first started getting rolling, or maybe 72 is when they first started getting rolling. But they were on Stax uh, records. They were a white act on Stax, and of course Stax went into Chapter 11 and, and totally dropped the ball, and their first record got 
A lot of people wanted to hear it, but they couldn't get any distribution, <laughs> which kind of sucks. Okay. The letter written by Wayne Carson. His father performed as Shorty Thompson in a country group called the Tall Timber Trio, and his father suggested the opening lines. Give me a ticket for an airplane. With Gene and Chris, we're doing Shop Talk. You're in The Letter. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. My name is Jay. I'm 26 years of age, and I just want to thank the makers of the One World Whey Protein Powder. After having chronic abdominal pain and pressure for months, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. The medical doctor told me there was nothing I could do to treat it other than taking pain and nausea medication. Then I came across an ad for One World Whey on the radio and read the claims that it can help with all types of inflammation. I took the One World Whey Protein Powder every day for a month and the chronic pain and pressure sensations went away completely. And I never took the pain or nausea meds. To this day, my intestines are free of pain. Nature is kind. When we consume foods we're designed to eat, then she gives back health when it was once lost. One World Way consistently supports the body's production of glutathione and overall repair. 
Glutathione stops inflammation, removes heavy metals, and toxins of all kind. When inflammation is gone, the body can complete its healing process. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Hey, this is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Which do you prefer, the Joe Cocker version or the Box Tops version? Box Tops version. It's simpler, no fuss. It just gets out. It, there. it just amazes me that that voice is coming out of someone that just turned sixteen. How old was John Fogarty when he first did his stuff at Credence? He had to be in his late teens. Mm, yeah, probably nineteen twenty. Yeah, pretty pretty impressive. John Fogarty. I'm trying to look at when he was born. He was he was, actually he would have been in his early twenties because he was born in 1945. Okay. I heard him on Howard Stern like a year or so ago because he had this biography out. He sang with his guitar one of the Creedence songs. Guy who was at that point had reached 70. He was perfect, his voice. I can't imagine that voice, that rasp, being perfect after doing it for 60, 50 years, whatever. I want to know what he's taken. He's probably licking young female body parts or something. I don't know. His wife wouldn't like that. He's very close to his <laughs> wife, supposedly. And his son plays in his backup band, you know, keeps it in the family. Like George Harrison's son has continued to perform after George Harrison's death. And Ringo Starr's son, Zach Starkey, replaced Keith Moon in The Who for a while. Right. And Jason Bonham... Replaced his dad in the reuniting concerts for Led Zeppelin. Also played with Foreigner and all sorts of people. Yeah, and they are really good drummers. I mean, Ringo Starr is very unique in the way he did things. But technically, his son is a fabulous drummer. You know, some of those things that who did were pretty difficult to do. You know, same with Jason Bonham. He's sure play rings around his dad, but, you know, you can't. Can't look at that uh, bottom original bottom feel sitting so far back in the beat that you're almost not playing the song. Um, not many people can can get away with that. Part of it is the imperfection. Like Ringo Starr was a left-handed drummer playing on a right-handed drum kit, and I saw him showing how he came up with the beat for "Come Together," this kind of shuffling beat. And he said he was kind of forced to do it because of the awkwardness of the situation. And he is a person who is not technically a great drummer at all, but was so highly influential in the rock beat. In fact, if you go onto YouTube, 
there is someone who in a single recording on the rooftop plays all the major Ringo Starr drum beats in the course of five or six minutes accompanying the original songs. No, Have he you seen was that? really, really good on Tom Toms. He was very unique and, and um, actually groundbreaking, his Tom Tom work. Plus, he had a metronome uh, sense of time. Yes. I think the only song I remember where it seemed like he went off his timing was Michelle. It sounds like he's off the beat or something, or it slows down. Did you ever notice that? Mm, maybe. Um, I ne- not. If I went back and listened for it, I'd probably hear it, but um, it, it always seemed to work for me. In the old days, many years ago, I played the drum for several years. See, nowadays, of course, you go into a recording studio and the drummer has a metronome in his ear to keep him on beat. <laughs> no, you go into a recording studio, it's like you know, 24-bit or 32-bit sample drum sounds. Right. And that's unfortunate. I like the sound of a real drum. I remember I heard it one... It is the sound of a real drum. Sampled and kind of rejiggered digitally. I mean, a raw drum, not just sampled. I heard one good drum sound that nobody will ever hear. And it was programmed by a guy named Rob Sabino, who played with Chic and Madonna on the Let's Dance album from David Bowie. And he programmed a drum track when my wife was doing a demo record at a mobile recording studio in upstate New York. And he sat there for maybe an hour. And speaking of someone who had once played drums, I couldn't tell the difference. He did this all with a little tom-tom machine and a few effects and a few tricks. Of course, this guy was playing on hit records. I think, though, he went into a church or he became a school teacher or something, Rob Sabino. Look him up. Robert Sabino, who's you know really famous as a studio musician in New York, right? And he, um, I think he replaced Stephen Bray, who was Madonna's original drummer on her first uh, few albums, and also a, a co-writer of some of her biggest hits. He had a house in uh, Crestone for a number of years, and I got to know him. Really sweet guy, super nice guy. Just you'd never know that he was like you know multimillionaire, hotshot producer, you know, drum programmer, you know, really, really nice guy, great family. Hats off to him. Hope he's doing well. Haven't seen him in a while. I think he's out on the West Coast. He teaches a rock history class at UC Davis. And he's musical director of the Holy Trinity Parish in his neighborhood. He's out in California. His last tour... Sabino. Rob Sabino, right. Okay. And... He last toured with Todd Rundgren. And he wrote tracks for Peter Frampton, it says here. Interesting history. Interesting how he ends up, though. That instead of going out there and being a rock singer, I guess he possibly just wanted to get married and settle down and have a normal life and probably learned a, earned a lot of money from being a musician. You know, that's good. You know, you have some of these musicians who think they can do it until they're 100. You know, I worry about the Rolling Stones. Where are they now, 75 or something? Well, Charlie Watts is 80. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, can you identify this sound, Gene, since we're on the subject of audio? Sounds like a 50s sci-fi movie, doesn't it? It sounds a little bit like something from Forbidden Planet. 
Yeah, exactly. Because Long John Neville's original theme when he was on WOR radio with his paranormal show back in the 50s, in the late 50s, early 60s, he used the theme from Forbidden Planet. Well, you know what that was? Tell me. The Eerie Sounds of Saturn. Ooh, that's dangerous. Now imagine, Chris, as this is playing, you have people listening to us in their car. They have TuneIn, they have Stitcher, they're listening from Apple's iTunes, the podcast app, or one of the others, and you're playing that stuff, and they're driving, and suddenly we run them off the road. Well, I I thought it was cool, you know, we're going from an audio portion of the show here, (laughs) ancient audio, into even more ancient audio. Pretty interesting. I wonder what makes that sound. I mean, I would love to uh, back engineer that. That's from uh, Space... Uh, let's see what, what the, it's on the strange sounds website, but it, it had a NASA logo come up at the beginning of, of the, uh, YouTube video. That's pretty interesting. I like that. I think with forbidden planet, they were probably using a theremin or something. That's yeah. a pretty, pretty old yeah. device. Yeah. I've played on one. They're fun. Well, of course, good vibrations, the beach boys. Yeah. And we forget that when we listen to the things that Brian Wilson did, number one, he was a fan of Phil Spector's production style, Wall of Sound. Number two, he was deaf in one ear because of an abusive father. And he still did all that stuff. Well, that's a good thing. And he's just finishing up his 50th anniversary of Pet Sounds Tour, which is getting rave reviews from all over. Here we go. Here's another space sound. There is nothing wrong with your television set. We are controlling transmission. I don't want to do that. That was Jupiter. Oh, I knew him well. Oh, I don't know. Now, about a year or so ago, I rented a movie, a biography of Brian Wilson known as Love and Mercy, in case someone has seen it, where John Cusack plays the older Brian Wilson. I just can't see the resemblance. Did you see it? I did. I make a point of watching all rock and roll biographies if I, can, uh, if I, if I know about them. More to come with Gene and Chris. You're in the podcast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you worried about how dangerous the world has become? In these days of terrorist attacks, natural disasters, or even a future collapse, you need to be medically prepared to keep your family safe. I'm Joe Alton, MD of store.doomandbloom.net, where you'll find an entire line of uniquely designed medical kits and supplies for when help is not on the way. For everything from individual first aid kits to the ultimate family medical bag, go to store.doomandbloom.net today. That's store.doomandbloom.net. You'll be glad you did. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. And this could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So therefore, if you thought that we assaulted your ears from that synthetic music, Chris there, he wants your hearing to be as good as his. I'm kidding. Shop talk with Gene and Chris. How time flies when you're having fun. And we're talking here about music and the influences. But then we have all these rock artists who have some kind of UFO connection over the years. So even, I guess we call him an expert teeny bopper music. Tommy James was a big UFO fan. Don't know if he is now, but he was years ago. The guy from the Trogs, Reg Presley, Wild Thing. My wife used to record at the recording studio done by the guy who wrote Wild Thing, Chip Taylor, who is really the brother of John Voight. Anyway, he wrote a book, Reg Presley, on crop circles, but he died a few years ago. We never got a chance to talk to him. Now, of course, there was that song from Jimi Hendrix, Up From the Skies, Come Sail Away. Remember that song from Sticks where... They're talking about a starship. Come take me away in the starship. That's what it's about. If you look at the lyrics. Why is it that music stars seem to have this affinity for UFO-related stuff, Chris? Is it because you know they're just interested in interesting stuff, or do they gravitate towards the subject for some reason? Well, I, I, I think some, some do. Um, David Bowie, um, I got a letter from Justin Hayward from the Moody Blues after he read my first book. Uh, there's quite a number of rock and rollers that, uh, over the years have been 
quoted as uh, professing an interest in the subject. Not many of them write songs uh, with that particular subject matter, but um, I think far less write songs about their interest in uh, in UFOs. Um, Didn't John so, Lennon have a lyric in one of his songs about nobody told me there's UFOs over New York and nobody's too surprised? And of course, he had a sighting in 1974. Strange days indeed. Yes. Strange days indeed. Most peculiar, mama. <laughs> right. And that was right in New York, right about the time I moved there. I missed it. Dang. Dang, it's kind of interesting. Every time I took my wife to visit her producer to go over music, it's back in the, starting in the late 70s, all right? We would pass the Dakota, which is where John Lennon lived. But we never saw him, although he was around the neighborhood all the time, I think. We just missed out. I was always missing out with John Lennon when he was in Toronto back in the late 60s doing this kind of love-in in the bedroom with Yoko. And they did the recording for Give Peace a Chance. The day after, when he left the hotel, I called the hotel in Toronto to talk to him. I missed him by one day. I think he would have come on the phone. I'd like to think that. But do you think here that musicians are interested in UFOs because sometimes of personal experiences? Like one of the rock people is an abductee. You know the one I'm talking about. Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar, yeah. It would be great to get him on the show. Or um, uh, another one, uh, Black Francis or Charles Thompson from the Pixies. The Bossa Nova album that they recorded, I think their fourth album, is filled with all sorts of UFO uh, theme songs and weird kind of alien themes. And he made a couple of comments in interviews that the songs are based on his own personal UFO experiences. So he'd be another fun one to get on. There was a band back in the 70s and I guess continuing through the 80s called Klaatu. Progressive rock band from Canada. Now, remember, Klaatu is the name of the character from The Day the Earth Stood Still. It was played in the original 1951 movie by Michael Rennie. So when someone's using the name Klaatu, you think, you know, there's a connection there. And at times, some people believe this band was really the Beatles under another name. You heard that, right? Klaatu? Yeah, but I, I, I don't think anybody ever took that seriously. Well, I didn't. But I did take the uh, the Dukes of Stratosphere seriously. Oh, tell me more. Well, that was the XTC is a kind of post-apocalyptic uh, <laughs> psychedelic band from a parallel universe in 67. We had unusual bands then. Well, XTC was a band up until, you know, maybe 10 years ago. Um, they were really big in the 80s and 90s over in England, over in Europe. I'm looking for some more uh, strange sounds. You want to hear some more? While you're doing that, I'm thinking about UFOs and science fiction connection. Of course, the race in Forbidden Planet was the Krell. And those of you interested in audio know that of an amplifier called Krell with a very strange look to it. You know that. Don't you, Chris? I mean, you not sell really. high-end audio. No. 
Krell? Krell. Yeah. I think they still make it. Yeah, Krell. Go right here. Krell Industries. High-end audio equipment. And they always had unusual industrial designs. But Krell comes from the movie Forbidden Planet. That's the race of aliens who died on Altair 4. And we saw their relics and their monster from the id. And who was it? Anne Francis, I think, was in that, right? Anne Francis was the female lead. Very much a 50s sensibility. Leslie Nielsen played the captain. And if you look 10 years later at Captain Kirk by William Shatner, he learned a lot, borrowed a lot from Forbidden Planet. He'll never admit it, but he did. That's before Leslie Nielsen became funny. See, 20 years later, they did Airplane, and Leslie Nielsen was a comedian. But here he was serious and stern. So there you go. As we talk about the rock star UFO connection. I have another weird sound for you. Other than my speaking voice? Yeah. Go. Lay it on me. All right. This is the, uh, the infamous wow signal picked up by SETI back in August 77. And this uh, may or may not have been some sort of coherent uh, audio frequency that was broadcast as opposed to just naturally occurring. And without further ado... I'm going to sample this and do a song called Wow. (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, wow. All I want to say is there is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. If you wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will tune it to a whisper. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. You know, they don't do that anymore. On TV shows, they don't have these two-minute introductions. Now it's, they're running the titles as the first part of the show begins. They run the titles over it. Have you noticed that? How many shows nowadays do you see opening music of more than maybe 30 seconds? They do that with movies too, of course, by the way. Most movies these days, they open with just a very short introduction. And then they go into a theme. Well, James Bond movies have the theme. But the theme plays after the opening sequence where James Bond gets into some kind of trouble. And then they play the music as you figure it out. I guess they don't have time anymore. They got too many commercials to get in between the show segments. We got to get in this one. Shop Talk with Gene and Chris, you're in. The Paracot. The award-winning Graphic Converter 10, the universal genius for photo editing apps on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for the Swiss Army Knife app. It gives you all the features that you expect, and most important, 
It's easy to use. You can get it for just $39.95 from www.lemkesoft.com. That's www.lemkesoft.com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free, one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. If you're considering going back to school, ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Arizona State University is the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 100 highly ranked degree programs 100% online. You'll earn the same degree as you would on campus, from wherever you are, on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. For information, call 1-800-933-1430. Learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 90% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU Online degrees, call 1-800-933-1430. That's 1-800-933-1430. You've seen crazy diets to lose weight. At GCN Team, our healthy body weight loss system simply neutrifies the body, bringing down cravings. It has been proven that nutritional deficiencies drive appetite for carbs, sugars, and fats. Lose weight the easy way. Find us at GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Fighting cravings is a fool's game. Give the body what it needs to be satisfied. Again, 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. 
That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. He is speaking like a robot. But nowadays, robots aren't supposed to speak like robots anymore. Right? Since how? Since the Star Trek computer? You think of the old-fashioned computer voice. That was like Forbidden Planet, Robbie the Robot. Dave. 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 My voice is its own. Forget it. (laughs) My name isn't Dave, sir. Dave. There is no Dave here. You have the wrong number, sir. Don't turn me off, Dave. Turn you off, I'm going to cut your voice. I'm going to cut your voice over. I'm going to make it disappear. I'm going to burn your circuits. Dave. Chris has been taken over by alien entities. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. These things happen to the best of radio shows. In fact, it might be unique. How many people have gone on a paranormal radio show and been taken over by aliens? Not channeling, because who believes that? Oh, speaking of channeling... There's this lady who sends me a note on Facebook every couple of weeks to meet the beings from Zeta Reticuli. All right? Someone's channeling them. She's trying to sell this thing. So I simply respond, Zeta Reticuli is a binary star system and doesn't appear there are any exoplanets there that might be considered Earth-like. So why are you doing this? Every time she posted, I post that response. Reality check. There are no known planets orbiting Zeta Reticuli. It is a binary star system. She thinks, I think, that Zeta Reticuli is a planet. I think that comes from Barney and Betty Hill and the star map. How about the number stations? We should do a show on the number stations. Give our listeners a preview of what that was. Nine. These have been going on for years, uh, shortwave broadcasts of a sequential series of numbers by a female voice, and nobody knows what the hell they are. They're done in English. First reported in 82. Uh, There may have been earlier ones in the 70s. But um, it's really creepy because they're they're very consistent in that um, they're always about the same length. They also emit some weird sort of buzzing sound uh, about 25 uh, times per minute. And um, and then occasionally it's interrupted by a Russian voice uh, speaking names and numbers. To- totally bizarre. No, no one's ever, to my knowledge, been able to figure them out. It's not something for Russian intelligence agents. Huh? Yeah, possibly. Uh, it- they think it's uh, emanating from Russia, but... They're not really sure. I would think that with today's technology, they could trace these things. Yeah, I don't think they've been been broadcasting for a while, but um, anyway, I'd, I'd need to do a little bit of uh, 
work on that. How about that weird alien broadcast from, again, 1977 that interrupted the BBC and uh, had some, like, doomsday message for the entire BBC audience? Explain this stuff to our listeners. When you drop a point like this, not everybody gets the connection. What do you mean? This particular thing you're talking about. It was about. a pirated uh, few minutes on the BBC. All of a sudden, a voice broke in and said the following. These are nationalist leader, Bishop Abel Muzareva. This is uh, the broadcast, and then it's being interrupted here in a second. Let me see if I can skip to... Here we go. You know, I think of when I heard that. A scene from the movie Earth versus the Flying Saucers, where the aliens speak on our broadcast systems in the native language in each country. You know, saying people of Earth attention, people of Earth attention, that kind of thing. And the voice sounds like it went through a flanger or something. Do you remember that? Um, faintly, I do. Uh, but this particular incident was never, uh, to my knowledge, explained. Uh, there was no, I, I'd have to, again, I'd have to kind of re-refresh my memory on what the BBC's uh, response was to this. But... Um, it says the broadcast is considered a hoax, but the source of the transmission and the culprit responsible have never been found. So evidently, uh, this was a successful example of early hacking back in the old analog days in 77. And uh, I think there was another one, too, during Doctor Who. Didn't Max Headroom uh, appear on, uh, That's too trivial for me. I'm not that great on in, uh, Doctor Who see, trivia. It would have been November 22nd, 87. The character Max Hedrum from a 80s TV show evidently uh, interrupted a Doctor Who broadcast. The BBC's got to tighten up their, uh, <laughs> their on-air security. Uh, evidently. Uh <laughs> Well, there's also the famous uh, recording of what may have been a Russian cosmonaut, the first woman in space, uh, descending to her death, uh, I think, into the atmosphere. That's an interesting one. I don't know what got me on this kick, but uh, I love mysterious uh, audio, uh, electronic voice phenomenon uh, recordings, for instance. Uh, you know, very controversial, but one project that I've been working on, kind of back burner, but we're really serious on doing it uh, with Michael Esposito, um, a good friend and uh, audio uh, audio expert, uh, ex-PSYOPs uh, Armed Forces member uh, during Desert Storm, acoustics expert. 
um, has traveled around the world doing really cool EVP recordings. And I suggested that we do recordings at uh, Native American massacre sites. And if we could pick up particular dialects of Native American in some of these recordings, I think it would go a long way to uh, precluding any, um, you know, complaints that this is a hoax or people, you know, thinking that this was all just uh, fun and games and being staged by the, uh, by the investigators. That's fascinating enough that we take it to our next segment. Okay. okay. With Gene and Chris, you're in. The Barragut. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. The investment world isn't fair. A precious metals trader buys gold and silver at spot price. You pay his price plus fees, costs, and shipping. But today, you don't. Today, JM Bullion offers a 10-ounce bar of pure silver at spot price. No fees, no markups, no shipping. Invest in something real, not Wall Street paper. 10 ounces of silver at spot price. Visit realpricesilver.com for this limited-time offer. One per household, 50 United States only. realpricesilver.com. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. My computer is so slow, it's making me crazy. I used to have that problem. Did you quit using a computer or, or did you buy a new one? No, I called Geeks on Site. They made an appointment to visit my home and showed up the same day. You mean they didn't ask you to bring your computer to a shop? That's what happened when I called a support company. Geeks on Site can go to your home or business or even repair your computer online. They have 24-7 emergency service. If you're having problems with your PC or Mac, call Geeks on Site. 1-800-591-1682. Our friendly certified computer repair experts are available 24-7. Call now for a free diagnosis. 1-800-591-1682. Data recovery, virus removal, and maintenance for all laptops, desktops, printers, and networks. That's Geeks on Site for friendly certified computer repair experts available 24-7 over the phone or in your home or business. Just call 1-800-591-1682. That's 1-800-591-1682. one 800 591 1682 
Dr. Joe Wallach is not your typical doctor. Both a veterinarian and naturopathic physician, Dr. Wallach asked, Why does America spend more money on health care by far and yet ranks 50th in health and longevity worldwide? The doctor believes that people should be empowered with a basic understanding of nutrition, then take charge of their life to attain optimal health and longevity through nutrition, not by toxic prescription drugs that lead to side effects, requiring more toxic prescription drugs. Talk about being dependent on drug companies, to our own destruction no less. This is clearly a deadly recipe. Doc Wallach's message is resonating with an increasing number of Americans who are waking up to all the government and big pharma manipulation of our health care system. I like what Doc Wallach is saying and doing to enlighten people and have joined forces to help this tireless crusader spread his message. Visit GCNminerals.com and listen to Dr. Wallach's Deadly Recipes lecture. It makes a lot of sense, and I invite you to join the GCN Minerals team. Go to GCNminerals.com. That's GCNminerals.com. Hi, this is James Fox from Chasing UFOs. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. His voice is breaking up. I am controlling transmission. I will make his voice high. Say something, Chris. Something, Chris. I will make his voice low. Say something, Chris. Something, Chris. Ah. I think I made it rough rather than low there. Well, my skills are still being perfected. I need to talk to the beings from Zeta Reticuli. That's the answer right there. But looking at this over the years, how many of these episodes would you think are simply people playing pranks? Um, I don't think many. Um, possibly misidentifying um, stray audio, uh, possible ghost uh, radio broadcasts, that sort of thing. But a lot of it, uh, and I think a vast majority of it, uh, does indicate that there is some sort of acoustic evidence that's out there waiting to be gathered. Um, I've been involved in too many real-time um, investigations where this type of evidence has been gathered. And being in the room during the process and signing off on the evidence chain leads me to believe that there is a true mystery here. Um uh, there may be some, you know, mundane or natural explanations for it, uh, for some of them, but some of them are just too, too well recorded and uh, and too enigmatic. Uh, enough so that I actually <laughs> took a bunch of old grooves I had hanging around and put a bunch of EVPs on top and weird, you know, weird instrumentation. Uh, and found sounds and weird samples and stuff. But there's quite a number of ghost voices on the uh, Medea um, album project. And there's even a recording of a parrot that only knew six words when he was hanging in his house. But as soon as he gets taken to a haunted site, he starts talking in sentences, answering questions, uh, using uh, words that, that he's never used before and then would never use since. Uh, that particular... Uh, those particular recordings are quite compelling. I have no explanation uh, for that, but um, I think audio is a is a is a wonderful world to play in, and uh, I continue to do so. Do you have personal examples other than the ones you played, which are modestly well known, of weird stuff that is a hundred percent something that couldn't have been faked? Because anything you're playing there. Given the technology may be difficult to fake and probably was not faked, but anything that's ironclad? Nothing's going to be ironclad, but um, I do have, you know, <laughs> some 
here's a combination of a bunch of stuff that I did. Let's see. Let's see if we can, because I remember we tried this on the radio before, and it was it was really rough to get the uh, recordings to really come across. I think over the air uh, properly, uh, just playing them, uh, low res versions of them. Let me see here. I should have my album right here. Oh, here it is. I'll go ahead and open this and get to the end where I just play a bunch of the. I loop the uh, EBP sounds together. Let's see if I can find it here. Uh oh, dead air. It's coming up here in a minute. Let's see. There you go. <laughs> what does that tell us? What language is that? Uh, it was all in English. Uh, Didn't sound that clear, though. Yeah, uh, the the voice that you hear in the background with um, is Michael actually asking questions during an EVP session, and then some of the answers are are interspersed around that. And then the uh, the parrot voice is that parrot that I was talking about. Shut up and talk, you little brat. <laughs> Those anyway, parrots are weird. I digress. You do. But we had a show with Michael Esposito how many years ago? Three years ago? Four years ago now? No, it was longer than that. It was back in 2010, I think. I'll look it up, but we should bring him back. That sounds like something that has not been explored. Well, yeah, and uh, I think you know the ghost, the ghost craze. I think ghost hunter craze has been totally whacked upside the head by a lot of fakery and accusations of um, over dramatizing uh, some of these shows and and whatnot. But uh, I do really still feel that this is a very, very could be a very rewarding avenue of investigative research, and to go to San. Sand Creek, uh, Wounded Knee, and um, I have a list of other massacre sites that um, would be fairly easy to visit and uh, do some EVP recordings and see what we could uh, find. It would be very interesting. Uh, so when you start getting recordings of languages that are little known, Michael went to a Potawatomi uh, massacre site some years back and got an EVP of uh, of a Native American language that nobody could identify, and it took him quite a bit of uh, effort and energy to find somebody that was able to ID what dialect of language it was. And it turns out it's an extinct form of Potawatomi that only three scholars, if I remember correctly, uh, still knew the language. And so that, to me, is pretty good evidence that it wasn't a hoax. And uh, that prompted me to uh, come up with the idea of maybe visiting a number of these types of sites and seeing if we could, um, you know, find some uh, Native American dialects uh, going on. Michael did a, a session in 
the basement of the Colosseum in Rome, where the gladiators used to be hanging out before uh, they were brought upstairs uh, for the entertainment of the masses, and um, and where the dead gladiators were hauled, or what was left of them hauled down um, out of the arena. And uh, according to him, he got five distinct languages uh, there, Greek, Latin, um, I think some form of Arabic, possibly Gaelic, uh, some Gaelic language. Um, I forget what the other one was, but um, was pretty impressed with the results. Um, that's kind of that's the kind of uh, field work that, uh, well, at least it's one of several kinds of field work that I, f- I find very compelling and and um, very scintillating. I think there's a lot of uh, interesting uh, avenues that uh, could be gone down in this realm that have not been, um, I think fully investigated and this would be one area that I think uh, in terms of acoustic uh, research that I'd be very very interested in in getting uh, further involved with if I didn't have so many dang jobs that I had to do to afford to be able to spend two hours every week with all our listeners well the thing of course is that we should also bring back Michael Esposito it was October of 2010 October 17th that we had him on And we presented some recordings at the time that were really fascinating. And I think the time has long since passed that we should do that again. An avant-garde electronic uh, music artist with found sounds, industrial sounds. And he he provided quite a number of elements for for the album that I released uh, some months back, uh, Medea. And... uh, there's some cool stuff that I found too, like um, Aztec death whistles. I discovered uh, just accidentally on online. Evidently, the Aztecs, when they would charge the enemy, um, a lot of the warriors would have their personal death whistle, and they all kind of sound similar. But uh, each one, obviously, because they're handmade, has a slightly different tone, a slightly different quality to it. But if you times that by 10,000 or however many guys were charging, blowing these things, well, I'll tell you, I'd, <laughs> that'd scare all sorts of things out of me. Before we get too scared, we've got a segment left with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive PowerCast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the PowerCast jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. 
you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. This is an alert. If your business or church is building this year, you're about to pay more than you should. This could mean thousands of dollars more for your office, retail space, church, or warehouse. A general steel building can save you as much as half the cost and time of similar conventional construction. And we're offering rebates of up to $20,000 to help you build today. Call General Steel for free information that could save you thousands. Call 866-91-STEEL. 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 Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Attention backpackers, on a budget, why spend $80 to $300 to pump clean survival water? Introducing the Viva Water Pump Kit from Viva Outdoor Products. Super easy to use and super lightweight at only 6.5 ounces, the Viva Water Pump Kit provides high flow rate at 1 ounce per stroke, can be one hand pumped, and is dependable and affordable at only $24.99. Filter not included. Get your Viva Water Pump Kit at viba-odp.com from Viva Outdoor Products. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Injury help desk is responsible for this advertisement. Principal office, Las Vegas, Nevada. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention prescription antibiotic drug users. Have you or a loved one suffered an aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm after taking the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox? These popular antibiotic drugs have been prescribed more than 80 million times since 2004, and medical studies show an increased risk of the following injuries. Aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, and abdominal aortic aneurysm. If you or a loved one used the prescription antibiotic drugs Levaquin or Avalox and suffered from aortic dissection, aortic aneurysm, or abdominal aortic aneurysm, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. You may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. 800-823-3851. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast the gold standard of paranormal radio. So it's us, just us, and some weird sounds. Gene and Chris talking shop. We haven't really done that in detail since last year. We were talking about music, rock stars, and UFOs, weird sounds, and all sorts of other things. But a lot of this is not part of the UFO lexicon. You know, if you look at UFOs being spaceships, well, I would think that they have some kind of communication system, some kind of radio-based system. Of course, we could all say they're using subspace radio, and we never hear them. 
And that's why they don't listen to our efforts. They're not aware of our efforts to use SETI to pick up radio transmissions because ET is not using those frequencies. Or that's the excuse anyway. But I wonder if they actually received something, do you think we'd ever hear about it? Well, it, it depends. I mean, you know, we're only aware of a very limited swath of the energetic spectrum. You know, maybe they speak in dog whistle tones and everything is above 50,000 cycles. Uh, dog whistles, when you say that, I think about political extremists sending messages of prejudice, veiled, thinly veiled, therefore dog whistles. Well, it's actually a very high-pitched whistle that only certain animals can hear because their hearing is so acute they can hear above uh, forty or 50,000 cycles. Well, I think with my dog... What he hears, and I'll give you an example of this, which we all know. So I will go to grab his leash. He's in the other room asleep on the bed, teddy bear. I walk over to the door in the living room, which is on the other end of this house or slum or whatever this place is. And I go to get the leash. I turn around, he's right there, ready to go out. So what is he hearing? Is he hearing the sound of me going to the back door where the leash is on the doorknob? I would, I would guess it's uh, some sort of um, olfactory thing. Dogs have incredible noses. Some dogs can smell parts per trillion. All breeds of dogs can smell parts per million in the high millions. And so possibly he's identified with a certain uh, hormone or secretion that your body gives off when your brain tells you that you're going to be going outside. That may send up out some sort of olfactory signal that he's able to pick up on. Well, the other instance would be if I take him out at night for his evening walk. And yeah, all I do is I go into my office area, which Chris knows about. He's been here. And I can go in there and you never hear from him until I pick up my shirt. As soon as I pick up the shirt, there he is ready to go out. Yeah. There you go. He's obviously been entrained by certain signals. Dogs are very good uh, at picking up repetition. Cats are too. Uh, my cat will sit on the roof, right outside my bedroom window. And as soon as I wake up, it doesn't matter if I move or not, she lets out a meow if she wants to come in. It's amazing. It, it's almost like she's got some sort of weird psychic radar that picks up exactly when I I actually become wakeful and conscious. Then she'll meow. She, she never wakes me up from meowing. And there's always a bit of a lag between the time I wake up. And it's always a questioning meow, like, are you awake? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's so cute. We were visited by a family of four cats, Mama and three kittens. And Barbara made the mistake of deciding to make sure they're well fed. So they've been hanging around this house for a number of months. Unfortunately, we have to leave soon because the landlord sold the place and wants us out. We're not going to be in a position to take those cats with us. She's slightly allergic to cats. So if anybody who lives in or around Phoenix wants a family of cats, we got them. Chris, you want to take them home? Uh, no, Gene. Serious, get in touch with us on the Paracast. We have a lot of listeners in and around Phoenix. So if you want to have a family of cats, they're going to have to be checked by the vet and neutered and all that stuff. But well, there found, they are. I found an Aztec death whistle. You did. Now I want to show you this. I want to share with you this very unique 
instrument. We call the dead whistle. The dead whistle, the Aztec use for special ceremonies for Day of the Dead celebration. And also they use when they have a war, when they fight with other tribes. They play over a hundred instruments, a hundred dead whistles marching and make a lot of noise to cause a big psychological effects to the enemy. So this is very intimidating instruments and this is very unique. So this is the dead whistle. I could just hear people in their cars going off the road. Now, I have to tell you something. We have a stinger that we use on the PowerCast for the close after Chris or someone says the PowerCast. We use two short musical stingers. One is from Radiohead, like about nine seconds worth. And one is a stinger from the TV show The Outer Limits. It takes about six and a half seconds. And one of our listeners hears the one from The Outer Limits and has a freak session. Says, my God, that's so jarring. Can you do something about it? It's coming in at a much louder volume. Now, it's actually not. It's just very compressed. The volume of all the content on the show is equalized by a computer algorithm. And it's got to be fairly accurate. But sometimes when something's very compressed and it's a musical sound, it sounds louder. It's what it explains loud commercials. The loud commercials are heavily compressed. Therefore, the average loudness is higher than the normal speaking voice. And thus, you have loud commercials. Did I explain myself at all? Kind of, although it's not so much equalized as it's limited. It has a very compressed and uh, narrow bandwidth of which the entire program is is made to conform to a high-pass filter and a low-pass filter. So it's all very consistent. Right. But in a sense, though, there is some expansion going on because lower sounds do get louder and louder sounds are made. Okay. Well, that's auto leveling. And we have an app called the Levelator. That's what we use to do that processing. It's available for Mac and PC and Linux called Levelator. And you apply that to an audio file and it does pretty good. We don't have to do it anymore. We've been doing that for several years, but certain types of sounds will seem to impress you as louder. We have maybe a minute or two left, Chris. Just quickly, can you tell us if there's anything new, different, or compelling about your San Luis Valley project that you can bring us up to date on? Well, again, uh, you know, it seems like every time we start to get our ducks in a row, something happens. Unfortunately, Adrian, our base station guy, is like going through a real dramatic health crisis. Uh, His granddaughter is um, in a coma right now, and everything's been kind of set on hold here for the last couple of weeks. We're ready to go. All we have to do is just plug in the Ethernet cable and make sure that things mounted properly and then get that signal up. So we're, we're, and poor Wayne and Andrew, my teammates on the project, they're just champing at the bit to get going. Our software is, is progressing in leaps and bounds. We really want to test this stuff out and give it a test drive. And, and uh, I, our prayers go out for Adrian's granddaughter, and we're really hoping for the best. And hopefully he's going to be able to be in a, a place here in the next few days to, to go ahead and just complete this last part of the initial uh, install. The San Luis Valley Project, and if you check Chris's website, 
OurStrangePlanet.com. It hasn't been updated in a while, and I'm sure Chris will get back to it soon. He's been so busy. There's a place there where you can make a donation to Chris, and he'll use all or most of that money. I think I'm speaking for him to help fund this project. You can find us on Twitter. Twitter. If you look for the PowerCast, look for the PowerCast on Twitter. Look for the PowerCast on Facebook. Two separate PowerCast fan clubs. We also have our store back again with the PowerCast logo merchandise at store.thepowercast.com, store.thepowercast.com. But please check out We'd love it if you were able to hear our second radio show after the Paracast. And to do that, you must join the Paracast Plus. Go to plus, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. For a low subscription rate, you get, after the Paracast, you get the commercial-free version of this show, better quality audio. We have videos and show transcripts a special section for classic episodes. We have four there or five there now from 2010 and more commercial-free episodes will be added shortly. This has been a Shop Talk episode. That means with Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>